Hello, my friends. You are about to embark on the journey. In today's podcast, I will be explaining the meaning of the journey, covering the topic of how to discover your identity, and sharing a song I wrote that shares about self-care and soul care. I'm your host, Timothy Poyles, so come experience this journey with me. And that little introduction there is the only part of this that will be scripted. So, uh, which is probably good, because most of the time, uh, I don't really, uh, I don't really do well with scripts. Mostly because, like, I feel like I sound more robotic and not as natural when I'm trying to follow a script. So, uh, yeah, that's why I'm choosing not to script, like, 99.9% of this podcast. So, uh, the first thing I want to talk about is, well, this podcast, which I am calling The Journey, uh, and there's a reason for that. Um, so whenever I am studying the Bible, I, I find myself, like, struggling to keep up with it. So I know that I'll, like, I'll start, like, a certain book, or I'll start studying a chapter or something, and I'll just be going at it really strong for a good, like, week or so, and then just, I just notice that I just kind of drop off. And, uh, and then I eventually, like, it's just kind of like a cycle. I usually go back to it. And I know that a lot of people that, you know, I know a lot of people struggle with stuff like this. And, um, so this is just kind of a unique way for me to be able to study God's Word while also getting to share information with everyone else about things that I discovered, because that's another thing, is whenever I am uh, just very hardcore studying God's Word, I always find some really, really neat things, and I just feel like I never get to share them with anybody. I mean, sometimes I make, like, Facebook posts about it or whatever, but it's just, it's kind of different, you know? Like, I feel like this is more personal. I get to actually just get to talk out things that I'm experiencing, things that I'm getting to learn. And so I'm hoping that through this, that while I'm growing and learning, I can maybe help some of you grow and learn as well. Uh, this is also just, uh, you know, this is, I do podcasts on uh, on my YouTube channel, Purple Coin Entertainment, um, with two of my friends. And, uh, which by the way, this is the first podcast I've ever done, not with somebody else. So like, this is my first, like, solo go at a podcast, so, uh, try to, like, bear with me here, because I'm still trying to work out exactly the format of how I want to do this, and trying to work out exactly, uh, the order of everything, of how everything's supposed to go, so this is more, like, even though this is episode one, this is also kind of like a test run for, uh, for this podcast series, so we're just gonna, we're gonna give it a try and see what happens with it, um, but yeah, I'm very used to the podcast format at this point because of how many podcasts I've been able to do uh, just on my YouTube channel. And so I was just like, you know, this is a this is a really good. Okay, for whatever reason, it seemed like the podcast had stopped, but it seems like it's going again, so sorry about that. I don't even know what I was talking about now. <laughs> this is the kind of things I was talking about. Like I was like, this is kind of a test because like I'm still trying to figure out how all this works. I just got a new microphone and stuff, and 
yeah, just want to make sure everything's still working properly. So, um, what was I talking about before all that mess happened? I think I was just kind of talking about the, yeah, I was talking about the podcast, how I'm kind of used to this format. Uh, so here's where I plan on having these podcasts. I'd like to have them on Facebook. Um, and then what I plan on looking into is getting these on an app called Anchor FM. And what that does is it's a free site that lets you upload your podcasts or whatever. And then Anchor FM like puts your podcast on other sites such as Spotify. Uh, I think the Apple Store or whatever that's called. I don't have an Apple product, so I don't entirely know how that works. But it, it goes out to multiple different places. And so uh, by the time I get all this figured out, uh, by the next podcast, I'll let you know where you can find them. I'll probably make updates on Facebook and stuff. Uh, so yeah, that, that should be where they should be. So Spotify, Anchor FM, the Apple Store, wherever you find podcasts on the Apple devices, uh, Facebook. And I'm also considering making another YouTube channel and posting the podcast on there. So there will be multiple places and options for you to listen to this. So, uh, one of the reasons I'm doing, I decided to do this today, I've been thinking and praying about doing this for a little while, uh, and one the thing that pushed it today was uh, we have started a thing called Saturday Night Worship uh, that happens every Saturday night, go figure, in Owensboro, and there's just been a select few of us that have been going. Um, it's just kind of a time to get together and uh, just fellowship with each other, and just worship God together. Uh, it's been a really great time. Uh, it's actually something that they do in Clarkston, Georgia, with a ministry I work with called Proscaneo. Uh, it's like a little community thing that they do, and it's really cool, and we wanted to start it down here after we had experienced it uh, there. And so, um, did I say down here? We're up. We're up from Georgia. You know, I'll learn my directions one of these days, and then everyone will be appreciative of that. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we we have started Saturday Night Worship here, but because of this coronavirus pandemic that's going on, we're all just kind of shut into our homes right now, and I was just kind of like, you know what, this is, this is a good opportunity to try to start this. Uh, but whenever Saturday Night Worship starts again, uh, we would love to see more people show up. So if you would like to come, you can contact me or you can contact Laura Seaman uh, because we are the people that are trying to keep it going. Uh, also, Derek Seaman, Emma Sims, uh, those are the people that you can talk about that are there pretty consistently uh, that should be able to help you out with it. Uh, Laura Seaman's probably the best option to go to because she's the one that kind of heads over everything. Uh, but yeah... Feel free to contact any of us if you'd like to know more about it, and we'd love to see you there because it is a great time, and uh, yeah, we we just love to have more people because usually we have between like three to like, I think the most we've ever had at one time was nine or ten, something like that. So yeah, the more people, the merrier for sure. So uh, yeah, feel free to contact one of us about that. So one of the topics that I would like to go over today is identity. Now, I know here in America especially, there are a lot of people that struggle with this topic. They struggle with what is their identity, what is their place in this world, what are they meant to be doing, Just, who are you? 
And that's a question that I think everybody asks themselves at one point or another. And uh, this topic is very, um, very personal to me uh, in the aspect that, and this is something that I'm going to share a little later in the podcast, but it was something that I struggled with for quite a while, especially when it came to how I viewed myself. And uh, I think identity is extremely important, especially if you are a Christian, you need to know what your identity is. And so uh, what I'm going to do today is uh, several years ago when I was in high school, our church youth group went to a camp called Jonathan Creek. And one of the main um, topics of that week that we were at that camp was uh, identity. And so I was just like, because before I started this podcast, I was like, you know, I need to find some verses that cover this topic or something similar. And I was like, you know, I'm not really sure where to look. And then I remembered that I had some of my old notes from that camp week in this uh, journal that I've had. I've had this journal for years, and I just have written just a little bit throughout the years in it. I don't keep up with it as much as I would really like to. But I did remember that I had written notes in there. So I went through some of those notes and I found some key verses that I want to share with you. And I'm hoping that maybe this will help you if you're struggling with trying to figure out what you're meant to do in life or what God wants you to do. Or maybe just how to view yourself or maybe how God views you. So uh, if you have a Bible, then you can turn to the verses with me. If you're listening in your car or, you know, if you're busy doing something else, but you're just listening, then feel free to listen because I'm going to read the verses out loud anyway and discuss them. But if you want to uh, read along with me or make notes in your Bible or whatever, feel free. So the very first one that we're going to go to is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. And uh, so, okay, this is very off topic, but this will give you some time to turn there if you're still looking for it. But uh, I've got this desk in my room, and I had put a bunch of my college things inside this little drawer that I've got here, and uh, I was just I was just like really wanting to find a way to mark these verses in my Bible without having to like turn through them the whole time. I found some sticky notes, and that makes me really happy because because <laughs> like I don't ever just keep random stuff around like like useful stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to see that all this unused college, like, paper and pens and, like, other things, like, sticky notes, like, I'm able to put to use now. So it's always fun just finding little neat things like that in just random spots just whenever you need it. I thought that was really cool. Uh, It's very insignificant off-topic, but I thought it was cool because sticky notes are great. They are wonderful inventions. All right, so Ephesians 2... Verses 1 through 7 says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. So, before I continue on, this is talking about our identity before we began to know Christ. 
So we were just dead in our sins, and we just kind of wanted to fulfill our own desires, our own worldly lusts and desires of the flesh. And so uh, as Christians, if if what these four or if what these three verses sound like are you, then this might be something that you want to work on. Because if you are living in the lust of your flesh, or if you're if you're just partaking in a particular sin, and you know it to be wrong because God says it's wrong, but you still continually do it, then uh, I would highly recommend praying about it and asking God to help you get through that. Because as a Christian, you should not be living this way. This is not what your identity should be. Now, this is how you always start. This is how your identity begins. But you don't want to keep this identity. Because whenever God saves you, your identity then changes. And so, here is what God did for us in these next few verses. Starting at verse 4. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. There is a lot that you can unpack in just these verses. Uh, So first off, God's love and mercy is absolutely insane. Um, And the good kind of insane, not, not like God's insane. I mean like... Like, the amount of love and mercy that God shows for us is just so great, and we can't even compare it to anything. Because think about how many times a day we sin, how many times a day we turn our backs against God, how many times we blame God for things that happen, um, and yet he still looks down on us with love and is like, I want that person. I want that person to be with me. In fact, not only do I want them to be with me, but I want them seated in the heavenly places with me. So, our sin is just utterly disgusting. It's utterly detestable to God. Yet, he still looks down on us and is like, I love you. I care about you. I have a bunch of mercy for you that I'm willing to give because I love you. And that's just, that's just amazing to me. And, um, gosh, man, if only, if only us as human beings could love as much as God loves us, if we could love other people the amount that God loves us, uh, this world would be an entirely different place. Entirely. Like, it just, it blows my mind. It makes me just think about what heaven's going to be like, where we all are going to love each other as God loves us. And it's just going to be, it's going to be amazing. And so that's, 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 I think that's step one of discovering your identity. I think your identity should be very much focused in love. Whenever you look at yourself, you should see the love of Christ. When other people look at you, they should see the love of Christ. And I think that's, I think that's where the base of your identity should begin 
is love. I think that's where almost everything begins. God created us out of love, and I believe that he saves us out of love. And so that's what we need to be for other people. That needs to be how we identify. We need to identify with the love of God. So the next verse is 1 John 2, 15 through 17. And uh, this verse is talking about things in the world that we should not love. So... I know I just said that we should identify with love, but there are different kinds of love. There's the kind of love that God gives, but there's also the kind of love where you're loving things that you shouldn't love. So I'll go ahead and read this verse for you. Starting at verse 15, do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. The world is passing away, and also its lusts. But the one who does the will of God lives forever. So, it's funny how it sounds like I'm contradicting myself right now, saying, Oh, God loved the world, so we should go out and love the world. And now I'm sitting here saying, do not love the world, nor anything in the world. But um, this is a different kind of love, though. So what it is talking about here is loving the world as in the things of the world, like like fleshly desires, um, sinful desires, loving those things that God finds detestable. These are the things that you are not supposed to love. Um... I mean, as it says here, if anyone loves the world, things in the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, this is an identity destroyer, is what I'm going to call it. So, if you don't, if you love things in the world and the love of the Father is not in you, you are losing that love identity that we just established in the last verse that we read. So, if you are constantly living a lifestyle or doing things that you should not be doing what essentially you are doing is destroying that essential identity that i talked about in that last verse which is having the love of god inside you and um that's why i wanted to bring this verse out because it is important to know what not to do because in a lot of ways you can affect your identity in negative ways without really meaning to. Um, you know, and this goes into a topic of, like, you know, is drinking, like, alcohol wrong? Well, you know, th- and that's probably a different topic for a different podcast, but here's my personal opinion on it. If if you are a Christian, you profess, you profess to be a Christian, and you go out to a bar, and you're out there just drinking, even if you're not getting drunk or anything... But if you're drinking at a bar and you're just hanging out with your buddies or something, like, how's that going to make you look? People are going to look at you as like, well, maybe this person's a hypocrite or maybe this person, uh, you might not be getting drunk, but they might think that you are getting drunk. Like, what is happening is you are falling for a lust of the world and 
it is impacting your identity negatively. Uh, not only that, but you know you're opening yourself up for temptation to do worse things. So you're not you might not be getting drunk right then and there, but it could lead you to the temptation to get drunk later. Or you could be hanging out with the wrong crowd of people and they're influencing you negatively. And that also can impact your identity. And so uh, that's another thing is that the people you hang around with can also impact your identity. Um, and like I said, this is what I'm going to be calling identity destroyers. Like doing things that God does not ask you to do destroys your identity. And that is the last thing that we want. We want to always have the love of God with us, and we want people to be able to see us and be all like, I see Jesus in that person. And that's our main goal. So we're going to go ahead and look at the next verse, which is 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Alright, and so this one says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you, for you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You have not received mercy. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So this is now once again going more into identity past just God's love. So what exactly is our purpose? So according to verse 9, we are a people of God's own possession, so we are owned by God, so that we may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So what I'm getting out of this verse is one of our main purposes in life, or just our main purposes, period, as human beings or creations of God, is to worship God. We are to proclaim how amazing he is out loud to him, uh, out loud to ourselves, out loud to the world. And um, I think that's something that we also struggle with because as human beings, our natural what, what the way God created us, we were built to worship. We were built to worship God. But as human beings who want to focus on things in the world, we tend to want to worship other things. Uh, something for me, and I don't, I don't like saying this because I don't like, I don't like, you know, admitting that I'm wrong in something. I don't think anyone really likes doing that, but I'm just going to go out and say it. That's something that I worship would be video games. I love playing them. Uh, they give me a lot of satisfaction, and I find myself playing those more than studying God's Word, which is another reason that I really wanted to do this podcast, um, and that's wrong. Uh, I should not be spending so much of my time on video games when I need to be focusing on God and continually discovering my identity through Christ. Because that's what I think this is. I think finding your identity is a continuous process. I think the more you study God's word, the more you discover about God, the more you're going to discover about yourself, the more you're going to know yourself. 
And uh, I, so I think it's really important that we try our very hardest not to worship other things. And now the term worship doesn't necessarily have to be a religious term. Like I said, like I don't, I don't make like shrines to video games and then go and pray to them or bow down to them or anything. But worship can just be something as simple as just spending a lot of time with something that's not God or putting something above God. And um, like I said, that's something that we all have a problem with, whether it's a relationship with somebody, whether it's, uh, I mean, even like our families, we could put them above God. Um, maybe Netflix, maybe you watch a ton of Netflix and like never spend time with God. That could be something that you worship. And these are things that we call idols. Um, and like I said, just because, you know, it's not like a statue or something that you bow down and worship and like pray to doesn't mean it's not an idol. And, uh, these are things that we just really need to watch out for. So back to our verse. What we do need to do is worship God by spending time with him, by praying, by reading the word. And uh, you can even worship God just by telling him how awesome he is just or telling other people how awesome he is. All these things are ways to worship God, and that is a way to form your identity. So just a quick recap before we go into the last verse. So... One of our main focuses in our identity is sharing the love of Christ with people. When people see us, they need to see love. When we see ourselves, we need to see love. When God sees us, he needs to see his love. And so that's, I think that's step one. Step two is to stay away from things in the world that are going to distract you from God or take you away from God. Not forming idols. These are things that we need to focus on. Not, uh, focus on not doing. And then thirdly, we need to establish that we are created to worship something, specifically to worship God. But since we are created to worship, we want to worship other things. So we need to make sure that we're not doing that. And so the very last thing is Ephesians six eighteen through 20. And that says, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. And pray on my behalf and utterance. Did I just read past what I said I needed to? No, I didn't. <laughs> and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So, just for context, for anyone that might not know, um, this is a letter written by Paul, and he is in prison because of his identity. He has been proclaiming the gospel of Christ, and uh, people don't seem to like that very much. So, he has been thrown in jail. But Paul is saying prayer is an important part of our identity. Whenever we pray, that is our way of communicating with God. And uh, even when Paul's in prison, he was not only just praying for his own situation, but he was praying for other people. Um, like he says here, he was saying that uh, we need to pray for the other saints. 
and he was asking other people for prayers as well. Um, and all of this is so that the gospel can be proclaimed. Uh, another title that you can put on your identity is ambassador. If you are a Christian, you are an ambassador for Christ, meaning you are someone that goes out and proclaims the gospel and shares the good uh, story of Jesus Christ with people. And so when it comes to discovering your identity, especially as a Christian, I think I think these are just the four things. Like first, like we were born in the world wanting to satisfy our lust and desires, which is a no-no. And then we're found by Christ because of his amazing love for us. And then in turn, that makes our identity become the love of Christ. And then we constantly have to fight back things in the world to make sure that we're not destroying our identity. And then we need to worship God by sharing the gospel, by praying, by reading the word, or just by telling God how amazing he is. And, uh, and so these, I think this is probably where I'll end uh, for now on this topic of identity, at least... or if there's something else that you discovered or want to share feel free to leave it in like a comment or message me personally uh, because I'd love to hear things that you've discovered uh, maybe there's something you disagree with me on I would love to hear any disagreements and uh, maybe that's something that I can bring up in another episode is something uh, just just something else to talk about so yeah just communicate with me and you might get featured in a podcast uh well at least your topic anyway if you don't want to be named um so the next thing i want to talk about is self-identity and self like self-care and soul care um this is something that i never started doing until this past summer uh i never realized how important soul care is and if you're sitting there wondering well what is soul care that is caring about yourself and taking care of your uh your spiritual needs that you have um and then when when i think about it now i'm just like well that that should be obvious of course soul care is important um but i never thought it was because here was my thought process was that I shouldn't care about myself at all. I should only care about other people. Which, yes, like, you shouldn't be selfish and you shouldn't only focus on yourself. This is not about being egotistical. This is about helping yourself grow through soul care and self-care. And uh, this was something I really struggled with because uh, I went to the Proskuneo Worship Institute uh, this past summer, which... Um, what that does is it is it is a ministry with that is inside the Proskuneo ministry that I mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, and they take students, which I say students, it can be any age, and uh, they like give you like a focus throughout the like week that you're there, um, 
or so, sometimes it's like a weekend, but they, they give you like a focus uh, on something that you can like target in on throughout that week. So the thing that I chose to focus on was soul care because I was like, you know, I, I've never really done that before. It sounds interesting. So maybe that's what I should do. Uh, other people, you know, could focus on like learning guitar or learning how to lead worship or, or something like that. And uh, they're focusing on our topics was not the majority of the week, I would say, because um, there was a lot where we just came together and worshipped, or uh, we learned just some new ways to worship God, uh, which some of the things I want to share with you today. Um, so one of the things that we did to help, and this is an activity you can do uh, pretty easily. Uh, what well, it's kind of like a mind clearing exercise. Uh, what you do is you take a glass jar. You want to make sure that you can, you know, see through it really well. You don't want one that's got like a bunch of designs or is colored. Like you want a clear glass jar, and you just fill it up with water. And so what that represents is your mind. It is your mind as it is clear. And uh, what you do is you just slowly start putting dirt in it. And each drop of dirt that you put in it represents something that either maybe you're worried about or something, maybe like a sin in your life or something that's just weighing you down. And you just fill that up. And then you shake up the jar. And then you sit there and you just watch the jar. And that's it. All you do is just watch it. You can watch individual particles falling down or whatever. And the point of the exercise is it's to show that whenever you commit time to God, he can slowly just start taking away all those all those things in your life that are just bogging down your mind. And uh, it's, it's really interesting because what happens is you're watching these particles going down, the water starting to clear, and it's, it's almost as if you're thinking about those things that are in your mind, and as the water's clearing up, you can feel your mind itself actually becoming clearer as well. And this is an exercise I've done several times since then, and uh, it has really helped me a lot. There are times when I'm just watching the jar, and I'll just, I'll just pray about the things that I'm seeing. I'll see a particle float by, and I'll be like, that represents this right now, so this is what I'm going to pray for. And as I'm praying for that thing, I'm just watching that particle float to the bottom. And so it is a, it's a really great activity. I would highly recommend uh, trying it sometime if you ever just need to clear your mind. Uh, especially with this pandemic going around, so many people are, you know, freaking out about it. And um, I feel like if people just had more clear minds through this, then maybe maybe people could get through this a little better so I, I would highly recommend trying that um if you're like you know in the house with your family or something get the whole family and try to do it and it, i think it'd be a, a really good experience uh, that's something that i tried to do uh, at saturday night worship one night as well and uh i feel like a lot i feel like the people that were there really got to have some mind clearing as well so uh, it was really cool, and I would highly recommend doing it. Um, and yeah, that, that's one of the things that we did at PWI. And so I'm going to go back to the topic of soul care, which is what I focused on. Uh, and I think doing that jar thing helped me clear my mind so that I could actually bring out some of the things that 
were going through my heart and mind. Because here's what I learned that week is that I had a bunch of just self-hatred for myself. And I didn't know that. I didn't know I hated myself so much until I started really digging deep into my heart. Um, so I had gotten a journal and I was, that was another thing that I had focused on was journaling. Cause I was like, you know, that sounds, that sounds cool. I, I've got this one journal that I've been writing in for a long time. And it's like, yeah, let's, try, let's give it a go. And, um, they were having us do a bunch of different activities. And one of the activities was called blackout poetry. If you don't know what that is, that's when you take a, a large group of words, like a paragraph or something, and then you dark out all the words except for like other words that you want to make a sentence. Um, I'll explain this better. So other people were like taking things out of newspapers, but I decided to write my own paragraph and I wrote about things that I was feeling about myself at the time, which I had no idea where this stuff came from. But this was what was in my heart, and I wrote it down. And so I wrote just a long paragraph that says stuff like, I hate myself. God hates who I am and what I've become. God is disappointed in me. Jesus can find someone better. Jesus would prefer someone other than me. Jesus suspects nothing but mistakes from me. I am a hypocrite. Jesus doesn't smile at me. He gets tired of forgiving me. I am stupid in embarrassment. This was the paragraph that I wrote. And um, so I was trying to learn how to not hate myself. And so through blackout poetry, I, I darked out all the words except for some certain words. And whenever you read those down the paragraph, the only words that are left, this is what I left. It says, I am what Jesus smiles at. That's what I ended up leaving through that. And um, that was another really great activity for me. Um, I haven't done as much blackout poetry since then as I would like to. I'd really like to do some more. Um, but it was just, it was really nice just to be able to blot out all these just hateful things about myself that I was writing and to be able to pull something good out of it, such as I am what Jesus smiles at. Like that sounds so much nicer than I am stupid in embarrassment. I am what Jesus smiles at. Like that just, that just sounds really nice. It's really nice to know that even though I make a bunch of mistakes, Jesus is up in heaven and he looks down at me, even with all my mistakes, all my stupid things that I do. And he smiles at me. And, um, yeah, I, I just think that's incredible. And I was able to do that with blackout poetry. So that's another, um, that, that's another activity I would highly recommend trying at some point. Like I said, you don't have to write an entire paragraph. You can just get a newspaper or maybe a book, like an old book that you don't mind tearing up and like tear a page out of it and like do it like that. But it's a really great activity. Um, so as I went on through my week at PWI, I was just kind of like, you know, I, I, I've been hating myself for so long and I don't know why. And so I decided that I was going to write a letter to myself, which I did. I put it in an envelope and everything and 
I glued it. I glued the envelope into this journal that I've got, and uh, I put the letter inside, and so I can have access to it. And uh, here, here's what I wrote on the on the front of it. I said, "Read this to myself whenever I feel down or hate myself. See myself how God sees me." And then uh, I've got it folded twice. So after you open it the first time, it says, "To myself, to the abused, to the one I've hated." To the one I've placed blame on time and time again. To someone who needs to hear and read this and accept the apology within. So what I did is I went through the three major stages of my life. And I wrote down apologies to myself for things that I've hated myself for. Things that I didn't even know I hated myself before. But noticed during this week of PWI. So, um... This is very, very personal to me, um, and I'm going to share this letter with you because I feel like it's really important because I, I feel like there's a lot of people out there with depression or, you know, people that just look at themselves and I'm like, I hate myself. I hate the things I do. I, I think I'm just worthless garbage, and, and it's just not true because God made you. And God loves you. He looks at you and he smiles at you. And so that's why I'm going to be sharing this. Because I want other people to see what God did through me by being able to not hate myself. So here is the letter that I wrote. Hello myself. I've known you my entire life. We've been through a lot together. I wanted to say I'm sorry for hating you. Through our life, we've had many hardships. In elementary school, you were transitioning a lot and trying to find somewhere to fit in. You were told by others that you were a failure and made to feel you were unwanted by others and unloved. That was not your fault. But I blamed you for it. And I hated you for it. In middle school... I decided to make you go away. I pushed your personality away and tried to make you into someone you weren't. I suppressed you and kept all my feelings to myself. I blamed you for everyone's view on us. That was not your fault. High school and college was better, but I was still forcing you to suppress and try to impress others. Instead of looking at you or God, I looked towards relationships. When those failed, I blamed you and said you were worthless and unlovable. That was not your fault. I've learned now to listen to you and to hear you and see you as God does. I'm sorry for what I've put you through. My abuse on top of others was wrong. Forgive me and learn to love me again. I keep this in my journal now so I can go back and look at it Um, because sometimes I still need that reminder there are there have been a lot of things in my life that which compared to a lot of people I have an extraordinary life I I've got a great family that loves me Um, I go to a great school I've got great friends I've got a great church to go to and you know what? I'm I am extremely extremely blessed. 
but I have still had my fair share of hardships as well. And without going in in more personally than that letter did, uh, and going into the exact details of everything, I let certain things happen that impacted my self-identity, the way that I viewed myself, and it was not healthy. I had been tearing myself down for so long that it became just normal for me to begin blaming myself when things went wrong. And that really impacted me in a negative way. And I never noticed that until I went to PWI and was able to just get this stuff off my chest. And um, and that's what soul care is for. Soul care is there so you can you can look deep inside yourself, which is a scary place. It is a very horrible, scary, terrifying place to be looking inside yourself. But it is so worth it. I got so much junk out of me that, that week, and I've been able to keep most of that away from me. And uh, it's it has very much improved my quality of life, and uh, it has helped improve my own identity and my own thoughts and feelings about myself. And um, so what I ended up doing is Josh Davis, who uh, is the leader of Proskuneo Ministries, and uh, I interned for him the last two summers for their summer camp that they run. And so I got to know him and his family and the community really well because I lived with them uh, for those past two summers. But he helped me write a song based on my letter. So this song is basically my letter, but in a song. And so it's called I'm Sorry Me. Um, it's only got one verse. I never gave it a second verse. Uh, I've thought about giving it a second verse. I might still do it at some point. But um, I'd really like to share it with you guys. Uh, so, yeah, let me get my guitar over here. And I will share the song with you. Now, do keep in mind, I... I I did not practice the song before recording this, which I should have done, and I have not played this song in a long time. I've only got my notes that I've got here, so hopefully this goes okay and I sing it right, but it has it has been a little while, so uh, sorry if it's kind of off. I don't remember what key I played this in. Yeah, that sounds right. Alright, so, here we go. I'm sorry me. Hello myself I've known you my entire life And through it all you When things went wrong I thought that it was all your fault I didn't pay attention to your pain I listened to the lies 
that people said about you They called you useless and I believed them They called you a failure and I agreed with them I called you worthless and now I'm sorry I need me to forgive me I want to see you as God sees me I want to see Jesus shining I want to see you as God sees me Anytime I'm thinking about soul care and self-care and identity, I, I always go back and think about that song. I think about the things that I learned at PWI. I think about these activities that I did that helped me clear my mind and just be able to look inside myself and learn these things about me. And um, I just remember about what the amazing, amazing identity I have in Christ um, there really is no other identity to have uh, that's worth having because what we learned today is having the love of God in you is one of the most important things that you can have in your life uh, and I don't think anyone can disagree with that even people that are not Christians I don't even think can disagree that love is a very key thing for someone to have in their identity um i feel like everyone well not everyone in the world but mostly everyone in the world wants wants other people to love them and wants you know to be loved and and i just i think that's just really important and um and not only that but god's the one that created us so he knows us better than we even know ourselves. So who better to turn to for our identities than to God? Whenever we're struggling with something like our identity, we, we should look in God's word. When we're struggling with our identity, we should pray. We should worship God. That's, that's what we need to do. And that should be our identity. That should be how we identify as Christians. And... Uh, for people that 
struggle with our identity that are not Christians, um, I think really one of the biggest reasons it's a struggle is because they don't have Christ. Um, just my personal belief, you know, God created all of us and he made us with the purpose of worshiping him. And when you have not turned to Jesus and you have not found your identity in him, naturally you're going to want to find your identity in other things. And those other things do not satisfy you. Those other things will not help you. And um, at least not the way that Jesus will. It's not It's not near as satisfying. And um, I think that's why there's such a hard time with people struggling with their identities and trying to figure out who they are. It's because they haven't fully discovered who they are. Because I don't think you can ever fully discover who you are unless you've turned to Jesus. Because I think he's the only one that can help you find that. I don't think there's any way to find it otherwise. Um, sure, you can find identities through things in the world, but like I said, those things don't last. As that one verse said, the the world is going away. It, it does not last forever. But Jesus Christ does last forever. His salvation lasts forever. Jesus is smiling at you because he loves you, because he wants to know you. He wants to know you, and he wants you to know yourself. And the best way to do that is to have a relationship with Jesus. And that's why that's why he went on the cross to die for us. He didn't he didn't do it just for, you know, self-show or anything. You know, he he genuinely left heaven. And you know, he could have came down with, you know, an army of angels and there could have been trumpets announcing his arrival. But no, he was born of a virgin and born in a manger because there was no room in the inns. You know, he he couldn't even get in an inn to be born. Like, that's just how not amazing his birth was. Which, I mean, to us, his birth is amazing. But, like, back then, that was just, like, kind of the lowest of the lows, you know. And Jesus humbled himself because he loves us. And he he humbled himself to the point of just utter torture and death and taking away our sins for us so that we could identify with Christ. And uh, I just think that's one of the most amazing things in the whole world. And whether whether you agree with me or not, I mean, that's the wonderful thing about God is he, he gives you that choice of whether to follow him or not. And uh, he'll work on your heart, and, uh, and it's your choice whether you accept him or not. And um, I just pray that everyone that's hearing this has uh, accepted Jesus as their Savior. If they haven't, feel free to feel free to message me. If you have a question, feel free to message me. Um, I'm open to any question, any challenging question. I would love to have a challenging question because that would be a really interesting topic for a podcast at some point. Um, so yeah. Uh, so before I head out, I would just like to pray to end out the podcast. So. Uh, I, I know I can't really do this on the first podcast, but if you have a prayer request, 
or anything that you want me to pray for in maybe another podcast, um, or just, you know, in my personal time, again, feel free to message me or put it in a comment or wherever, because if this is on Spotify or something, I know you can't really do that, but just somehow, just let me know. So, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to um, just to do this podcast, to do the journey with people. Um, this is important for me because discovering my identity has been a journey, and I hope that other people will also be able to discover themselves the way that I've been able to. Um, and I just pray that for anyone that is struggling with their identity, that you would just give them a clarity of mind, give them the courage to search inside themselves, because that is such a hard thing to do, but it is a very vital and very important thing to do. And I just pray that uh, that you would just help us as Christians to be good examples for for when people to see us, that they see the love of Christ. And when we see ourselves, we see the love of Christ. And I pray that for anyone that is currently just hating themselves or blaming themselves for things, I just pray that you would just take that away from them and help them to realize that they're loved by you and that they're just really special. And help them to see your smiling face on them. And uh, I just pray for this pandemic that's going on with the coronavirus that you would just work all things out for your good. There's so many people out there right now that are just terrified. And I just, I pray that you would just calm everyone down. And I pray for our leaders that are currently trying to uh, just work through this thing, trying to keep everybody safe. I pray that you just give them wisdom and guidance and um, just... Thank you for blessing our country so abundantly. And forgive us where we failed you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I think this very first podcast went very well. Um, if you'd like to for me to do more of these, please let me know. If there's a certain place you'd like them to be shared to, let me know. Um, like I said, this is more of a test podcast, so I'm not even sure if I'll be doing a second one yet. Uh, just kind of depends how everything goes. Um, but I, I definitely would like to try to do this again. Uh, it's really nice right now because I kind of got the house to myself. The only other thing that could make noise is my dog, which you might have heard a few times in the podcast. But um, Yeah, so just let me know. Uh, what you thought about it, and uh, please, please share with me things that you've learned as well. So this has been The Journey, and I hope to see you guys again.